It's been a hard day's night And I've been working like a dog It's been a hard day's night I should be sleeping like a long But when I get on to you I find the things that you do I feel bad turning it down. Sorry, Liam. Uh, feel free to myself. dance. It's been a hard day's night <laughs> I've been working like a dog I'm waiting for Sarah to join me, but it's not happening. <laughs> But in the singing front, I haven't heard anything. <laughs> Definitely not singing. Yeah. <sighs> Hello, ladies. Welcome to the short shift. Good morning. How are you going, Leah? I'm cool today. <laughs> so so on, on which days do you wake up and think, yeah, I'm cool today? Uh, I don't know. Today felt like a day to be cool. Excellent. I think every day is a day to be cool. I aspire to be cool. I just seldom reach that lofty height. I think in these times you have to kind of... I don't know, make it happen for yourself every morning. Wow, that sounds like hard work. No, I, th- I think it's important. I think you've just got to say, today it's going to be like this, <laughs> so no matter what's thrown at us. Good on you. Yeah, and I think that must be something that emergency nurses have to do and we're going to get into that a bit later, Sarah. Well, it's lovely to have you here, Sarah. Thank, Thank you, you for joining yeah, us. Thanks for having me. I was actually... Um, in the lead up to coming to have a chat with you guys, I was thinking how lucky we are to be able to sit down in the same room because um, there's probably not many places around the world that you could kind of sit down like this in person and have a chat. So yeah. it's kind of a special um, thing to be able to do. Yep. Yeah. And there's even space for a llama between all of us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's true. We've got our distance. <laughs> I was relieved when we were having to work out how many people you could fit in each room in the hospital. I thought, please let it be three people. Please let it be three people. Because if it wasn't three people in this room, it would really mess up trying to record any kind of podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fantastic to have this space. We had many plans for the year of the nurse and midwife for Calvary Hobart and many of them had to be put on hold except for this one. <laughs> so this is this is a special time for me, you know, the one once a month we get to talk to one of our Calvary nurses and um, I think today very important and I'm not that I want COVID to monopolise this space but I think many of our nurses across the hospital, Sarah, would be interested to hear your take on on this being at the front of for Calvary Hobart of, of this pandemic in many ways. Yeah, um, well, I guess um, I can completely understand how this time has been really awful for a lot of people um, who have lost jobs, lost family members, who have got COVID. But I've been, I feel like, in a little bubble. Um, My husband's still being able to go to work. I've still been able to go to work. The boys have still been able to go to daycare. Um, So for us, it's been a really nice time to slow down, spend more time together um, because we're not able to socialise with family and friends as much and do those activities like all the swimming has stopped and um, other things that we used to take the boys to do. And also um, for me in my nursing career, I've um, been... I mean, it's been amazing to work in a pandemic and and see what that involves. And, um, yeah, so it's been really an interesting time for me, but obviously I'm always aware of um, how awful it might be for a lot of people around the world. But we're very so lucky in Tasmania, especially down south. We, Absolutely. I think, mm. have been affected by it, um, but not to the degree that other places have been. And, um, yeah, I'll be able to carry this time with me throughout my nursing career and feel prepared for, I think, anything now that yeah. that um, yeah. that hits um, 
nursing in the future. Yeah. So take, take us back, Sarah. How long have you been with Calvary? Um, probably coming up to three and a half years now. Okay. Yeah. And where did you come from to um, Calvary? Well, I'm originally a Tasmanian, um, but when I finished my nursing degree at UTAS, um, my um, now husband, but um, just my partner at the time, we both wanted to move up to Brisbane. So um, as a graduate nurse, I um, applied for jobs up there and um, <coughs> just looked at a map basically, picked a hospital, applied for a job there and um, got the job and um, <coughs> off to Brisbane I went for seven years, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So which hospital did you work at? Um, the Princess Alexandra Hospital, yeah, in, um, near the Gabba actually. Yeah. So and in what area? Um, I actually started off in ICU. Um, as a grad and um, that was a six-month program and um, was amazing um, but was definitely thrown in the deep end and um, yeah it wasn't it was a really um, for my career I learned so much but I wasn't probably supported very well emotionally so it was I had hard times as well mm-hmm. in ICU mm-hmm. but I look back now on it really fondly and it's definitely shaped the nurse I am today so yeah. it's a grueling time isn't it that that graduate program where your learning curve is not a oh, curve huge. it's just like a, a rock climbing wall that you're going up yeah and you yeah. talk about the emotional toll it takes yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's a really rough ride that I observed the graduates here, it's just such a hard year for them when yeah. they learn so much. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter what area you go into, I think it's just a huge shock and um, a big responsibility as well mm-hmm. for such such young nurses too. Mm-hmm. I think I was only 21 when I was yeah. in ICU. So, yeah. yeah, it's hard to believe now looking back. But And then what yeah. did you do? Um, after that, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, so I went to the hospital casual pool and um, just started going to emergency all the time and um, one of the um, clinical nurses said to me oh would you come and work here and I said no it's too chaotic <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't stand it you know was this still at the PA this is at the PA yeah yeah, yeah. and um, then after six months uh, I was going to go and ask them for a job and then that same morning they said oh someone came to me and said do you want a job I've got the contract here and wow. I said oh yeah it's, it's meant, meant to, to be. be yeah and um yeah it took six months but by the end of the six months I was definitely an ED nurse and and realized that you could have organized chaos <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and and then and then you came back to Hobart to have the babies yeah that's right yeah Yeah, like a lot of good Tasmanians yeah (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so um I worked up until I was um 38 weeks pregnant and then we came back to Tasmania and um had did a year of mat leave here and then came and worked at Calvary Wow, that's very tightly planned. Yeah. 38 weeks yeah. and then a move to I Tasmania. won't go into the, the story, but I made it. we made it down here anyway, but it was close, yeah. How long after you arrived did you have your... The day, yeah. No. Yeah. The day yeah. you arrived. The day, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to bring it up. It's so embarrassing. And, and everyone's like, what were you thinking? Yeah, but now, yeah. You, you I, wanted I, a Tasmanian baby. I, I really did. I love, I love Tassie. I just think it's such a great place and I just wanted that... Tasmania on his birth certificate and now I think oh it really doesn't matter does it in the scheme of things but at the time it it mattered at the time to you yeah Yeah. it did how old are your children you have Uh, four and a half and two and a half now boys girls both boys Uh yeah yeah lovely yeah and so talk to us about your time in emergency here at Calvary um well it's been really interesting going from a public system to a private system yeah um 
and also I was listening to one of the other podcasts and I think maybe the theatre nurse talked about coming from Sydney to Tasmania and how strange it is that everyone <laughs> knows each other and, and even though I'd grown up here I definitely got that feeling when I moved back and um, you know people you know coming in to care for them I never had that in Brisbane no. Um, so that was a bit of an adjustment, but now I really like that, yeah. Do you have to adjust your model of care about um, the way you approach patients when some of these patients you have a dual relationship with? How do you navigate that? Um, I guess um, I've never had to care for someone who's really unwell that I've known. So I think, no, I try and treat all my patients the same. So um, just treat them as I would any other patient that came in, yeah. Yeah, so I think you provide the same care to everyone, whether you know them or not. And now I like like it when I, someone comes in, I know, because it's, you know, a nice, friendly face. And, yeah, and it is nice that they can see you in your work environment and, yeah. And you can care for them. Yeah, you can care for them, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So how how has the recent events of the pandemic affected your work in, in DEM, in, in how you feel about it, just in practical terms? Perhaps some... Um, that would be really interesting, I think, for some of our other nurses to know and understand because you are the place where our patients enter our facility in many ways. Yeah. Um, at first it was really stressful, you know, because you're getting all these news events and seeing all these images overseas of um, hospitals sort of being overrun by COVID, um, by COVID sorry, and, and you really feel like you're on the front line because... Um, it's because you are on the front yeah, line. <laughs> there's only a door between <laughs> you and people coming in and, um, you know, so and you're the one that's greeting them without a mask on and doing the tests and and, and then there were all the concerns about whether we'd have enough PPE um, and sort of trying to get PPE. We have run out of a few things at times, um, but luckily never when we've needed them. So um, I guess that always plays on your mind. Um, but it's been really nice because a lot of my friends and um, people I know out in the community have been like, we can make your face masks. And, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. someone did make um, hats, the didn't hats, they? The hats, yeah. Yes. They, were, they were great, yeah. Um, really loved the hats and appreciated them. And I was hoping they would stick, but we've all stopped wearing them uh. now. Yeah, mm. I had a beautiful hat with kangaroos on it and I just loved it and the kids that came in loved <laughs> it and... Um, and walking through the wards, they'd often, often comment on it and it was really bright and, um, yeah, you could kind of put your personality a bit into your hat. So, yeah, no, I, I, like I was It's like what the theatre nurses wear yeah. in terms of getting to wear something that shows a personality. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So the hats were really great and really appreciate that people made them because I certainly can't sew. So <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping someone would sew us some um, really funky masks, but, yeah. And in that time, Sarah, you know, that March, April, May time, did you – how did you feel about working in that sort of um, environment and then going home to your family and – did you have concerns in that space? Yeah, I guess um, that always plays on your mind and you make sure you do the right thing, like take your uniform off yeah. at the door and have yeah. a shower. And um, Yeah, but I guess um, this is the career I chose and, um, you know, it, it's really important to keep working through these times and luckily I didn't have anybody um, at home who was immunocompromised, so... Um, yeah, you just try and do the right thing at work and, and hope that you don't take it home. But I guess it's the same thing um, when you get a splash in your eye or, mm. 
you know, you do have a bit of guilt about, oh, what if, you know, I got something and then pass it on to my family. Mm. So, mm. yeah, a lot to think about and um, you're thinking, you know, thinking about your values and what's important and, yeah, but, you know, as a nurse, I think we're a tough breed. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, and unfortunately that probably carries across to your family, you know, if mm. they get sick or something, they probably don't get as much <laughs> sympathy as... <laughs> yeah, so I've been accused of that. <laughs> yeah. I think every nurse has something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Sure can can I ask something that you said earlier? You said after six months working in the PA emergency department, I was an ED nurse. Yeah. Can you help for those of us who aren't ED nurses? Can you help us understand? You know, you s- when you talk about having become an ED nurse, what does that mean? What is it about the emergency department nurse that that makes them the emergency department nurse as opposed to other styles of yeah. nursing? Well, that's a good question because it just kind of happens. <laughs> um, I think being an ED nurse, um, I think they are quite organised, but it's hard for people to see that if you're not an ED nurse. So that's one thing I love, um, organisation. So I love the fact that this patient could come in maybe, um, you know, needing all this stuff done and you could just get it all organised in a short amount of time. Um, But it's really great having the doctors there um, so you can just ask them stuff straight away. So things happen quite quickly in ED. And also you have to build rapport really quickly with people, which I really sure. like. And, and and even though we don't have people for days and days and days, you do build rapport with people and you have some really nice moments where you connect with them and all their families or maybe both of them. Um, and I feel like it's a place that I can really make a difference. Um, um, I was really surprised that I became an eating nurse, but, yeah, that's where I just sort of became passionate about Given that um, NED nurses start and finish at different times and you have meals at different times, how do you keep that sense of team that I, I know does exist down in, in our emergency department? I think it's just an organised chaos. <laughs> I think it's I'm just picking like up a theme through <laughs> <Yeah>. all of this. <laughs> I really like um, well-rehearsed dance. You just kind of know. You just We do have a lot of different shifts starting at different times, you're right, which probably seems quite odd to people on the outside world, but um, we just kind of know when our breaks should be and um, I guess that it just kind of happens you just look after each other Mm. you just know when someone's busy and they need a hand or um you can just pick up on their vibe if they're going to need to be sent off for a break Mm. so um and and we have a lot of fun moments and I think that's what brings us together as a team yeah you have you know all the interesting injuries coming in and you can have a good laugh with people (laughs) When you say with, yeah, people, with the patients? Up, yeah, with, with the patients about <laughs> what they've been up to and then another a doctor might come in, you might all have a laugh together and and um, just over time, um, you know, we do so many shifts together, the hours we spend together and the things we see brings you together, I think, as a, a team. Yeah. Have you noticed a change, Sarah, in the, in the department over the last three years? Like, is there something that's really hit you as... Well, that's different to when I started. Yeah, um, when I started, we didn't have any of the royal nurses working in the department. And over the last few years, um, they've slowly sort of crept in. Most of them are casuals, but um, that's been awesome because they, um, you know, we hear stories from the royal ED and they're bringing a lot of experience and, um, you know, that, yeah, I really enjoyed having um, the royal nurses 
plus um, Larry um, is a paramedic as well as a nurse and I've enjoyed having him because they're kind of um, helping us connect with those services a bit more and build a bit more of an understanding um, about how different services work and they're hopefully taking back, I'm sure they are, to um, where they usually work, um, how we sort of function and our capacity. Corinne's, you know, she's done a great job with recruiting over the last two years and yeah. worked hard in that space. And yeah. I think you're at full FT complement now, or you will be when they all turn up next <laughs> month. Yeah. yeah, so that's fantastic. Can I ask a question? This is the, the boy non-nursing question. You talk about the really interesting injuries that people come in with. Are there any that stick out <laughs> in your mind as great stories? Uh, um, remember the values, Sarah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> better be careful what I say (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the angle grinders always stand out to me as yeah they're very dangerous (laughs) I would recommend not using one (laughs) (laughs) where do people get themselves with an angle grinder (laughs) usually their arms yeah or their fingers so Mm. yeah your face Because of all the tools in my workshop, that's yeah. one that I fear the least. Really? No, you Because the blade's that. small compared yeah, to the no, other big blades. That's probably the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Because yeah. you hold it in one hand, it doesn't feel like it can kill you. Yeah. Whereas a table yeah. saw, you know, every time I use it, I say goodbye to my fingers because yeah. I might not have them at the end. No, yeah. that's not quite maybe true. Maybe people aren't quite as careful mm. with them because they don't look so threatening. Yeah. Ankle gl- Oh, dear. Mm, I'm not okay. letting my wife listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> So what does Sarah do when she's not at work and not looking after two children? Oh, that's a hard one because I'm yes, very much is there any other time? work. No, <laughs> not really. Um, that's why COVID's been so great. I've had no like FOMO because I know everyone else has just been at home sort of, you know, doing gardening oh. and housework. And <laughs> the stuff you <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, actually studying as well at the moment. Oh, so, what are you studying? Um, my grad dip in emergency nursing. <gasps> Fantastic. Yep, so hoping to finish that this year and then do my master's. So that keeps oh. me pretty busy. Seven seven point five percent coming your way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know about it yet. <laughs> oh, that that yeah, the pay yeah yeah yeah. So that's so that's really interesting. What and inspired you to to do that further study? Um, I think um, just taking that next step and um, improving my knowledge base, basically, and hoping that it would give me some more skills that I could take into my workplace and um, improve the patient care. And it's doing that for you? Yeah, definitely. I've really enjoyed the um, the grad dip. Oh, the grad cert was the first one that was last. I loved it. Mm. Yeah, learnt so much stuff. And the grad dip's been even better, but a lot harder. So, mm. yeah. yeah. No, and then I'm how lot much more do you need to do to get the master's? Um. I think it's two or three units, but quite big okay. ones. Right. Yeah. And, and it has to be a research? Um, I think that's one pathway you can take. I'm trying not to look at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> one Just get step the grad dip done. Yeah, get mm. the grad dip done. Yeah. The yeah. grad dip doesn't sound nearly as impressive as it ought to because it's so much work. It's hard, yeah. 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 Gee, it's hard. Like I did research and I was like, wow, this is challenging but interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, good for you. Yeah, it's, I, I would recommend it to anyone. I wish I hadn't left it so long to do it. And I wish I'd done it pre-kids as well. <laughs> mm. Do you find yourself being like one of the mature age students now? Because I'm assuming it's all it's by all correspondence. Online. Yeah, yeah. 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 Do you remember being at uni and the mature age students yeah. would sit at the front? Embarrassing. Yeah. And they'd always put their hand up every time the lecturer asked yeah. a question. You're like, just stop it. Just yeah. stop <laughs> trying so hard. And then when I did mature age study... 
I, I was so a mature age student. <laughs> like, I'm so interested in the content. It was I know. Really I embarrassing. Definitely, <laughs> like, internally like that, but externally there's no time for extra, like, notes to the lecturer or anything. <laughs> <laughs> so it probably doesn't show. Yeah, there you go. You're a so cool no, mature age student. Yeah. You're not one of those. Yeah. No. no wonder you don't have any time for, for other things, like yeah. pottery or... <laughs> oh, I'd love to do pottery. <laughs> That's on my to-do list maybe okay. one day when the kids are grown up. Yeah. Um, do do a lot of bushwalking with yes. my family. Lovely. Love that. Yeah. What's ahead for you um, in terms of your career? Where do you see it going? What Should Corinne be polishing up her office seat for, for, <laughs> for <laughs> no, you? No, she's not allowed to go anywhere. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your aim? Um, you well, at the moment I'm an acting clinical nurse, which I'm really enjoying and um, have a lot of little projects I'm trying to um do there so just focusing on that at the moment i'm really big on making changes and innovation so i'd like to stay in that space and um can i ask what does that mean an active clinical nurse um so it means that you're just acting in the role for a year or however long the space needs um to be um so at the moment it's probably for maternity leave okay yes and complete gumby question the difference between nurse and clinical nurse um, so you have your registered nurse, which is a level one, yep. um, and and there there doesn't have to be a lot of difference between a registered nurse or a clinical nurse because mm. the registered nurses can still be in charge and triage down in emergency, yep. and they can still do projects if they okay. want um, and be involved in things like auditing or if they've got a special area of interest. Okay, yeah. so clinical nurse just has a number of those other roles as well yeah, as the patient so you, contact. Yeah, you're expected to take on roles, and then okay. if you're on shift, be in charge. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Do you like doing triage? Yeah, I do. It's hard here because you're also in charge, mm. whereas in a big public hospital that's all you'd have to focus mm. on. Mm. Um, so it definitely comes with some um, challenges and... Um, Time management challenges. Yeah, mm. yeah and prioritising. Mm. Um, but it know. sounds like that's your forte. <laughs> <laughs> Always Creating structure on in it. the madness. <laughs> Always working on it, yeah. And, and how do you go being a mum and little kids and having shift work? And study. Yeah. 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 How, how does, I guess you must have found a routine or a rhythm. Yeah, a lot of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but no more than three serves yeah, a day, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Except it's a bummer because you've had them and it's, yeah, you know, know. it's only morning tea <laughs> that's, time. That's why she's that's had them That's already. my norm, though. It gets me through the day. <laughs> really, that, that kick early on yeah, will keep you going. Yeah. I think we should set her up a bed for a 10-minute <laughs> kip. Far out. Yeah, no. Um, uh, it's challenging, um, but... I think it's just what you do these days and um, being a nurse definitely sets you up to be a mum, I think, because you've got all those skills like prioritising, you know, um, managing difficult situations and then um, also lack of sleep and shift work. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely. For anyone planning on having a family of listening yeah. going, oh, no, I'll never do that. It's worth it. And it's yeah. such a short time that they're li- – I mean, it's a long time, but it's, it's you know, it goes quickly. Time. Yeah, it will yeah. be over and they'll be – you know, at school, so I think it's worth pushing through. And then, um, I really like my boys seeing me go off to work and hopefully instilling some good values in them. At the moment, I, you know, the house probably isn't as clean as I'd like, but <laughs> <laughs> everything else is going well. So yeah, yeah it's no, working. I don't think any of our houses actually ever look like Vogue yeah. living. <laughs> we just look at magazines and we think, oh no, my house looks so messy, but. Yeah, they're not real houses. No, so. that's true. <laughs> Got to remember that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Cut yeah. ourselves a bit of slack. Yep. <laughs> yeah, particularly when you've got everything on your plate that you've got. My goodness. 
Yeah, I was um, also thinking this morning about um, how, like, one thing I love about Calvary is how supportive they are of um, young families. Mm. And um, when the boys were really little, um, I was really well supported by Corinne and my colleagues. And so I think that makes all the difference to returning to work and being able to work as much as I do. How much do you work? Um, 0.6, so 6 shifts are fortnight. Actually, sorry, I think it's 0.48. I don't know why I think it's 0.6. I know that Corinne speaks very highly of you and your colleagues speak very highly of you and certainly any time I've ran into you for any issues that we've had to talk about in terms of the department or what's going on or come down just to visit, you certainly um, make everyone feel welcome and the care you give is fantastic. It's really really safe and welcoming for our our patients and Corinne speaks very highly of you and that's fantastic um unfortunately for us we don't get verbatim feedback from emergency and and that's really sad because I think you do impact very positively on the patients and and you do make a vulnerable situation feel much safer and I'm sorry we can't collate that feedback if if anyone can think of ways we could do that, that would be really good because to feed back to departments about how good they're doing is really important and for an executive and um, Calvary National to see that this department's going strong. It's the, yeah, there's got to be a way we could do that better. But thank you uh, to Emergency and to you, Sarah, because I think in no other time has, has it been so difficult for the department and... You know, we know how much COVID changed everything, but it, it was very impactful on emergency. And, and I don't know that executive have been very clear to emergency about how much we valued how you all stepped up without complaint and did what you had to do in this space. And we know we may have to do that again. And I feel that we're more prepared, but I, I also now have a, a real knowing and understanding what our team in emergency prepared to do and thank you for that. Thank you, that's really lovely of you to say because we often do feel like we're just down in the the dungeons and and it's so funny, um, I remember when I was um, in Queensland and I took a patient up to the neurosurgery ward and their whole ward was just full of feedback cards and flowers and I was Uh. like, what? (laughs) But we care for people for such a short time and Mm. then after they leave us, their journey is often quite long and and, and it's fine that we don't get as much feedback as other areas. So... um, but I think you put you hit the nail on the head when you spoke about the vulnerability because when people come in, they're feeling unsafe and scared and there's so many unknowns. And I know certainly I've, I've unfortunately had to go to the emergency department here twice and on each occasion it's, it's the kindness of the nurses caring for me that is the greatest gift that anyone could ever give anyone just to, to hold the, the emotional turmoil of the patient gently and to be that kind companion through that time is just the most wonderful gift and it's something that really it stayed with me Um, you know I I see a halo around the the people who've cared for me they just they'll always be special to me because it it does make such an impact so thank you for doing that the way you do it Sarah. It's beautiful to hear how people feel about nurses because obviously it's our job but yeah I mean feedback like that just kind of propels you forward and makes you want to do even better really yeah. And be even friendlier. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck being yeah. even friendlier, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're pretty much peaking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm.
Wonderful. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having and, um, me. And thanks for coming in today early so that you can sit down with us. And yeah, it's been fun. Good luck with the organised chaos yeah. as, it, as it unfolds. <laughs> thanks. It's been a hard day's night I've been working like a dog And you've been listening to The Short Shift, stories of nurses and midwives from Calvary, Hobart. <laughs>